0: Welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels, and featuring special guest, comedian, and fellow podcaster, Emma Kay. Hey, what's up?
1: What's up, man?
0: Uh, not much, just, uh, well, I don't know how it is wherever you're at, but enjoying this just dreadfully rainy Easter today.
1: It's actually, um, it's nice here. But it's supposed to get super windy tomorrow, like hurricane winds.
0: Yeah, we're supposed to have tornadoes tonight, so hopefully I'll be here tomorrow, but uh, we'll see when that
1: comes. (laughs) Yeah, stay safe, definitely.
0: We'll do my best. We'll do my best. So uh, you host the podcast Funny Not Funny. Could you uh, tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, Funny Not Funny was an idea I got um, based around the fact that so many different comedians suffer from mental illness. Um, I wanted to shed some light on the topic of mental illness, especially when relating to performers or people that have to constantly uh, keep up uh, a happy look and an outlook that's positive. Um, Many comedians deal with depression, the Robin Williams of the world, uh, the Jim Carries of the world, and so many people look at them and just think, man, that's, that's the outlook I want on life, and, uh, you know, deep down behind the mask, that's not what's going on at all, so hopefully by interviewing different comedians, also different health professionals, um, we can shed some light on that and bring awareness to the issue.
0: And I just, I love that idea because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a comedian in the sense that you are, but I do run a podcast that uh, tends to stay more toward the comedy side of things. And damn, if I'm not fucked up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, my friend,
0: (laughs) you know, it's just people, people see all the, uh, the comedians and jesters, if you will, of the world. And they don't realize what all, happen to get them to that point because comedy right? Was-
1: people people wear a, a mask to to hide that side and a lot of times that mask is just the complete opposite of what's underneath and people are afraid to take it off and i think that causes more problems than solutions in the end really
0: So you just recently started your podcast, correct? Or have you been doing it for a little while?
1: Yeah, no, I've I've been sitting on the the thought of doing it for a while. Um, Today is actually the just launched the first episode. So I'm excited about that. Um, I had you on yesterday, which I'm super excited to be editing. Um, You'll probably be on the next episode I launch. Um, and that was a great interview and I'm really happy to have you and I'm happy to be here too, um, to spread the awareness, but yeah, it's, it's a new podcast. Um, so it's just getting off the ground. I'm still learning the ropes of audio editing and whatnot, but so far so good. And I think it's, it's, it's on its way.
0: (laughs) And really, uh, I feel you there. I'm just now really learning the ropes of audio editing as well. Uh, because for a long time we, Well, with our podcast, we we started it out, actually, with a uh, Guitar Hero mic, just the worst quality you could uh, ever imagine, and we were like, we don't care, nobody's going to listen to this in the beginning, let's just keep on going, (laughs) and we've eventually gotten it to where our quality sounds good, but we we never really did much editing to it, because there's so many Mm. live podcasts out there that... um, you know, don't really, they just get their levels and they go. And you hear lip smacking, people go, um, and stuff like that. And, you mm-hmm. know, we decided to keep the, uh, the ums and the ahs and, you know, make it a real conversation. Don't make it sound robotic. But now that I've started getting guests on the show, uh, I've spent a little time editing on them myself. And I have a sound guy, Chandler, but he, uh worked with somebody that caught the uh, the Rona as we call it here Oof. and so he's not allowed in the sound or in the studio for a little bit. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, best to stay away.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep that Rona away from me but um he you know, I've been learning how to edit sound myself and my God, the first episode I worked on took me five hours. It was a 45 minute Hell episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the interview, one of the interviews I did yesterday, I guess in total, without editing, was about 25 minutes, and I maybe spent two hours on it yesterday and probably another two hours on it today, and I I know it's not flawless by any means, and I kept a lot of the uhs and the ums in there, because like you said, that's, that's a real flow of a conversation. I don't need it to be a textbook, like answer question, answer question. I want it to be casual. So it's it's not perfect, but it's it'll work. <laughs> it's a good start.
0: Right. What I figured out about doing uh, online interviews is the hardest part is just there's a little bit extra dead silence while you're waiting on somebody to reply.
1: Yeah, it seems to be that way. But I think it might actually be a little better just because then there's a space in between and you have a little bit more leeway to work with when you're editing it in the end.
0: I just know uh, the episode I did with a girl, Lauren Babic of the band Red Handed Denial. I cut out five minutes of dead silence out of that. Thing. I cut out at oh, least five minutes.
1: Oh wow, that's, that's quite
0: a bit. Yeah, it was. It was a very like there was not. There's nothing wrong with her and me. It was a great interview. It was just it. It, it took a while. I was a little starstruck, to be honest. And uh, there was, there was one moment where I just stopped talking for like 10 seconds and my sound guy Chandler, he turns around and he's like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm just like, (laughs) my mouth's open, nothing's coming out. And it's just hitting me. Like I'm talking to one of my favorite singers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It can get nerve wracking. You're kind of on the spot and. Yeah, you're trying to stay conscious of, of what you're saying and how you're saying it and how you're going to edit it. And I'm starting to realize it's just let it go, man. Just let let go with it and whatever comes out comes out. But stay true to it, you know.
0: Right. So what podcasts like do you listen to podcasts yourself? I assume you do. Most podcasters do. But uh, my sound um, guy. I d-
1: sorry. I, I, that's OK. Um, I listen to podcasts, yeah. I actually only got into listening to podcasts about a year ago when I decided to start this one up. Um, Oddly enough, almost none of them are comedy related. Um, The majority of them are true crime, mystery, that kind of stuff. And and I've always loved that stuff. And and honestly, I really only listen to them when I'm in the car because it keeps me focused on something. When I'm home, I can't – I don't know. I'm too distracted, too ADD to to really sit down and just listen to something. But, yeah, I mean, most of the podcasts I listen to are completely different than the one that I actually do.
0: It's like uh, my ADD, it keeps me from doing anything but listen to podcasts. I can't sit down and watch (laughs) a movie. I can't sit down and watch TV. I can barely play a freaking video game. But I can – I can do all those things at once and listen to a podcast.
1: Mhm. Yeah, no, if it's all at once then yeah, absolutely. But I like I can't read a book for the life of me. Oh no. If I open a book, I will read that one page about 70 times and I still can't tell you what it's about. Like whatsoever. But TV I can I can handle about an hour. <laughs> Movies are rough and then yeah, podcasts I have to kind of be like forced to focus on it in order to To really let it sink in.
0: Yeah, there was, I think there's, in the past five years, I think I've I've read three books. Uh, Stephen King's The Dark Tower, or whatever the first one is, The Gunslinger, uh, Odd Thomas, and then Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. If you've never read that, that is a great read.
1: It's actually funny. That's uh, one of the books I had bought a couple of years back saying, I'm going to get back into reading again. And this is what I'm going to start with. And I did like, same thing. I opened it up. I read like three pages and I was like, maybe later. <laughs> and then I just never got back to it at all. I don't even think I've read three books in the last five years, to be honest.
0: Well, I guess I'm doing good then. So you're ahead of me. Yeah. So you do, uh how long have you been doing stand-up comedy?
1: I, started doing open mics around 2012. Um, I have terrible anxiety and everyone always used to say to me, like, oh you should do stand-up, you should do stand-up, and I'm like, how the hell am I gonna do stand-up with, with the anxiety I deal with? But I decided to kind of make it a dare to myself and say, okay, well, let's start with just getting on the stage. So I signed up for an open mic. I was completely unprepared as far as jokes and material went, but I got up on the stage and I just kind of rambled for a bit, completely bombed. It didn't even matter. Got off the stage and was kind of like, okay, I did it. So, you know, I've, I've won. And so I didn't do it again for about a year. And one day I just kind of like woke up and I said, no, I want to get this right. You know, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. And so I started to write out material and jokes and, kind of formed my own persona for the stage and started doing open mics again and had a much better reception. And so practiced for a bit and then started doing showcases after that. And yeah, here we are, I guess.
0: (laughs) You said you developed a persona. What's the difference between you on stage and you off stage?
1: I'm very awkward, uh, in real life. Uh, Awkward in, like, a funny way, a sarcastic funny way, I suppose. Um, I'm friendly, but it's hard to explain. I don't know. But on stage, I'm, like, a cocky bastard, okay. which is the complete opposite of who I am. But I just come off like a dick. and, <laughs> and But it, I kind of do it that way as a form of armor, so to speak, so right. that, you know, I'm, I'm the intimidating one instead of the crowd being the intimidating ones to me. So it's more me representing that personality on stage than it would be me trying to represent myself. And that's a lot less scary to me.
0: Right. I get that because I I love acting, but I I deal with extreme social anxiety. And if you ask me to get up on a stage as Steven and deliver some sort of monologue or something, that's one thing. I've done a few monologues and stuff that I've written as myself, and that's nerve wracking. But get me up Mm -hmm. as Joe Barkley, the uh, (laughs) the the friggin' park ranger about fire safety, and I'll I'll talk about fire safety for fucking fifteen minutes. You know, like, yeah, just no, give me it's a amazing character. what you can
1: pull out of your ass when <laughs> when you're just kind of up there and it doesn't have to really relate to you at all. I go by a Sage. I mean, my real name's is here, and I go by Emma K. Why? I don't know. But it makes me feel better about the fact that maybe people don't know, like, the full person I am, and I can just hide behind the name a little bit.
0: But yeah, uh, with me, you know, I go by uh, Steven Sturvin Michaels, and uh, if you're... If you know me, you know that that's not my real name, and most people that listen to the podcast know it's not either, but it's more at this point, uh, like, I don't really, it's not really a stage name. I just don't get along with my family. Fair enough. And uh, that, and I plan on having my little brother uh, come on the show every now and then, and I don't want it to get back to him cuz he's a YouTuber and I don't think my fans really need to be crossing over to his fan base.
1: <laughs> Understood. Yeah, totally.
0: But it it angers me. He uh I mean not really angry. I'm proud of the little little crap, but uh he th- <laughs> today I went over uh for lunch and he was like, "Now brother, I don't want you to get mad at me." But I want to show you something. And he had a video with 100,000 views on it. On oh, YouTube. wow. And I haven't had that in the whole entirety of my podcast yet.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> I was like, daggum. And uh, my mom keeps telling him, you've gone viral. And he's like, that's not viral. Viral's a million. I'll go viral eventually.
1: <laughs> Dude, I think viral's like a thousand. If I hit that, I'm like, "Ooh. <laughs> Get me my limo."
0: <laughs> right. I did something with uh on Instagram with a couple hundred views a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Ooh, I'm doing good now. I'm doing good now." Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, "Ah, people are recognizing me."
0: <laughs> but so what how uh, how comfortable are you in your stand up today compared to that first and second time getting on stage?
1: Um, I still freak out whenever I hear my name to call me up to the stage, and I always kind of <clears throat> excuse me look at the door and say, "Okay, I have an equal distance to the stage as I do to the door, so which way am I going?" and once I get up there, I'm fine. It's the the buildup, mainly like the morning of and like leading up to it. I'm not prepared enough. I don't have enough jokes. What if I, you know, go too short? What if I bomb? But then once I'm up there, I'm like, I don't care. Just do what you got to do. Like you're already here. So it used to be a lot worse. It used to be you could see my hands shake on the mic, you know, when I would be up there and. I would like noticeably kind of pace around a little bit. So I've, I've kind of come into my own as far as um, knowing what I'm comfortable doing and who I'm comfortable being up there. So it gets a little bit easier every time, but it's definitely not easy.
0: And you said, uh, you know, you're equal distance from the door to the stage. Do you ever find yourself heading toward the door?
1: Not unless they ask me to, but (laughs) no, generally I I end up on the stage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've never I've 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 gotten close to freaking out, but I've never, you know, like I mentioned on your podcast that there's been a time or two where, you know, I've looked at my sound guy and I'm like, I can't I can't do this right now. I can't pretend today. Like but Mm -hmm. I've never done anything live where I'm supposed to be on stage and I didn't show up
1: i've I've backed out of shows not like on the day of or the night of i've there have been times where I'm having a crap week I have a show coming up in a couple of days, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just not in the mindset I you know I can't get into the material I can't get myself focused enough to really keep preparing and I just know that it's not gonna be my my best if I do it, so I will just you know I'll drop out, and then I'll pick up another show a couple of days later, a week later, and, you know, kind of focus on trying to get me back to that that point that I need to be at in order to get on stage, because it is therapeutic for me. I do like going up there when I'm not feeling my best, because it's, it's uplifting, you know, especially when you've got the crowd behind you, and you end up getting off, you're proud of yourself, and that's a feeling that I lack a lot of times when I'm when I'm not on stage, so it's nice to, to have that sometimes.
0: Right, and yeah, you know, I've I I originally I just now remembered this. Um, really, the reason why I started the podcast was I had been toying with the idea of doing stand up comedy, but there's a problem with that. I live in the middle of northeast Georgia, in the middle of the mountains. Mm-hmm. Where I would have to drive all the way to Athens or Atlanta to have a chance of finding a comedy club, so right. it's not really an option for me.
1: It's easier a little bit around here. I, I'm in northern New Jersey, so I'm there's a, a scene down in in southern New Jersey, uh, which isn't. I mean, Jersey's small, so it's not it's not too too far for me. But I'm closer to New York. So I get lucky in the sense that I've I've got the city there, and the only thing that's shitty about it is that it, the city's full of people that are trying to make it big, and that's not necessarily my goal. I'm doing it because I like it. I'm doing it because it's fun. It's entertaining. But I've got a lot of other comics out there judging me hard, and you know it's almost a competition. And I don't like it like that. You know, I'm I'm always sitting there rooting for other comics because. We're all in it together. It's like a family, but some of them just take it to another level. And the Jersey scene is a little bit better. They're a little bit closer and everyone kind of knows everybody, but it's everyone for themselves in New York. And I always kind of wished I lived in a a smaller city um, that may be like a little bit less competitive and a little less cutthroat. But you make do with what you got.
0: <laughs> well, you'll find cutthroat people everywhere you go. I, t- I tell you, the most cutthroat place I've ever worked at was a subway.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> like
0: making sandwiches. Everybody was backstabbing and trying to. There was a time where like five of us were trying to be assistant manager at one time, and we were all just screwing each other over. It was awful. You'll find.
1: Do they really call you a sandwich sandwich artist? Or absolutely, one
0: hundred percent.
1: Well, that that would make anybody uh, competitive. <laughs> I mean, you know, you sign artis. your work and stuff.
0: <laughs> My gosh, it was unbelievable. Just... But even in this small little town that I live in, everybody's cutthroat. They act—they've got a big city mentality in a small town where, really, we're all in this together.
1: Yeah, especially times like right now, it gets messy.
0: Like right now I'm dealing with uh my landlord decided this would be a perfect time to raise rent by two hundred twenty five bucks. I'm like, dude What? I'm like, dude, we're like freaking out we don't have jobs. Why raise it right now? And he's like, I, I get that you're stressed and, and we're stressed too and you ain't stressed. <laughs> you might lose a car, I might lose my apartment. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's obscene. That should be illegal. I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, all right, so my, my mom passed away on last Sunday from, from the virus. And uh, this week has been, it's just, I don't know, I just keep seeing the world like turning. At the beginning, it was everyone was together. And now everyone's just going nuts against each other. And I'm sitting here like, man, like, Uh, It put things into perspective of how, you know, we we need to just take a step back and look at the situation and and say, you know, look, we're all human right now and we need to focus more on that aspect than the money aspect and being greedy in a time like this. And, And it's hard, but, um, it's, it's necessary.
0: Right. It's, I read something near the beginning of this all that said, uh, during this, we're all going to see everybody's true colors. The good people are going be- to become heroes, and the bad people are going to become villains. You know, what you see... Yeah. yeah. I
1: was going to say, uh, it, it's like that with so many, you know, almost tragedies in a sense, you know, especially like up here when 9-11 happened. it was, you know, it was such a it brought us all together in a terrible, terrible way. The same with like funerals, you know, you see the family you never talked to or the people that you, you've dropped out of your life and you can have a pleasant conversation with them and you can have the, you know, the, the pleasantries and whatnot, but you still have in the back of your head that, you know, I, I, you know, there's something wrong here and I don't, I don't necessarily think I would have this conversation unless it was for this tragedy. And that's sad But, you know, if that's what it takes, that's
0: what it takes. Right. You know, I always thought uh, the phrase was weird. I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral until I found myself just losing my shit with my cousins in the back at my Mm -hmm. grandpa's funeral. And it's like, you know, we were all bummed out. It wasn't that we were being disrespectful at all. It was just that we were all in the same boat and we were all trying to make each other smile for a second.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's that's honestly sometimes the only way to get through it. And also, some people, I mean, the way that they grieve. My mom was like this. She would, if she went to a funeral, she would just burst out laughing, like for no reason. Like no one had to say anything to her, she would just be sitting there laughing. I was looking at her like, "What the hell are you doing? Are you serious right now?" And she's like, "I can't help it. I can't help it." I was like, "You need to leave. Like this, this is bad. Like you're the only one." But yeah, I mean. Uh, Mama, if what you can't you laugh, then, then what's the point, you know?
0: Right. And, you know, I think, I mean, that's a big a reason why I started the podcast and I, I mentioned this on your show um, is just that, you know, I had spent a year of uh, just not really having many friends and I was just listening to a lot of podcasts that were comedy and they were really getting me through it and it It reminded me of uh, when I was in middle school, and I didn't realize that I was dealing with depression and anxiety yet. I just thought I was a middle schooler, you know? And uh, Mm -hmm. there was this YouTuber named Olin Rogers. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. He's got a TV show now with Conan O'Brien called Final Space on uh, Adult Swim, I think it is. It started on TBS. But either way, uh, I'm just proud to finally see him make it because I I subscribed to him when he had 4,000 subscribers and now he's out living his dream. But I would go home from school and I would put on an Olden Rogers video and it would be the dumbest shit in the world. But I would just (laughs) find myself cracking up. And I thought, if I could be that, for any one person, I've done my purpose in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, a lot of even the stand-up and stuff is—I always say—I'm mean, like, if I can make one person laugh during one joke, and that's it, I've successfully, you know, completed my mission. That's what I'm there to do: is to to tell jokes and to make people to make people laugh. And I've kind of carried that over into my personal life as well and I've almost made it my purpose to make sure that every chance I get to make someone smile I'll utilize that and I'll take advantage of it and it's I appreciate it when people do the same for me you know it's laughter is honestly it's it's the best therapy at least for for me
0: right one of one of my favorite parts you know and i you know, I'm calling him out right now, Caleb. Uh, I'm calling you out. You haven't Snapchatted me in a while. Uh, I used to look forward to the days I released episodes. He would uh, he would wait until he found a part that either he didn't agree with or that he thought was funny, and he would take a Snapchat video of him like listening to it and replying to it, and that would just crack me up. <laughs> Like, here I am yeah, trying to the make him things. laugh. <laughs> and he's taking that, taking my exact thing that made him laugh and turning it around and making me laugh all over again over it.
1: <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a compliment if I ever heard one, honestly.
0: But, yeah, he uh, he's one of my, uh, you know, I've known him since I was, Thirteen or so, and he's been the biggest supporter of the podcast that I could ever ask for. Uh, He came up with the intro music and everything. And if I ever tell him, like you know, he lives two, three hours away, but if he's ever in town, I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm down an episode, and he's like, I'm on my way. I don't care how much my (laughs) wife's going to yell at me.
1: Yeah, everyone needs a friend like that. Everyone needs that person in their life. It's it's almost it's almost crucial to have that, that not only the person that'll make you laugh, but the person that you can, you can totally rely on at any given point.
0: So with your podcast, um, has there been any thought to taking on a co-host or are you just going to try to interview someone for every episode?
1: Um, Right now I have it. It's kind of set up in my head that we'll just have a guest on every episode, but I was actually talking to a friend of mine who is a uh, licensed social worker who I was thinking about maybe teaming up with and if not for every episode, maybe a couple episodes here and there and have, you know, the, the two sides of things and have the, the clinical side of the mental illness aspect and then also have the personal side of, you know, hearing people's stories and hearing their personal experiences and what they deal with and maybe diving a little bit deeper as to, to why and what the coping mechanisms are for and what's healthy and what's not healthy. And, you know, maybe make it a little bit, a little bit more informative as far as, you know, educational wise. Um, because I think a lot of that is is super important also, not just knowing that people may have mental illness, but learning about what the mental illness is and how it impacts people.
0: I really like that idea. Actually, that's, that's really solid. Uh, but my you. my biggest advice that I could give to a podcaster starting out is, well, two things. Always have a friend that would be down for a last-minute podcast, and then always yeah. keep one in your pocket.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, the one good thing about starting up is that, you know, you create a little bit of buzz, and people are excited to, you know, just to be a They and, you know just to promote themselves, promote their show, you know, even if they're just really into the topic and all those things are awesome. And I have, you know, a handful of people that I can, you know, that I'm waiting to interview right now. And that's great. But you think about it in the long run and you're like, okay, I've got five people. That's five shows. Like, <laughs> okay, well, what if I don't get anyone else? What if I That's when I started to think about the, the mental health professional aspect of it. Where, you know, if I do have shows that I can't find a guest for for one week, then I can have that person in my pocket that I can say, okay, let's come on and let's do a, a more clinical episode about this. And if we find another interview, cool, I can sh- like shove it in there somehow. But at least at least I have something of substance to put out there.
0: Right. Uh, my last year, I had a goal of doing 100 episodes all year. So I did two a week. And this year, I was like, I don't want to be stressing out about doing two a week. Yeah. And so I went back to doing one a week. And then when I started getting some, uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to focus on my co-hosts and I, Jordan and Chandler and I. And so when I started getting guests coming in, I decided on Mondays, we'll have me, Jordan and Chan acting like some goofballs. And on Thursdays, I'll pretend to be Joe Rogan and interview whoever wants to come on the podcast, talk about war. Right, right, right. And uh, Jordan, uh, my co-host, he's all the time calling me a uh, Joe Rogan stan, sue me, whatever. <laughs> We're actually working on a parody song right now of Eminem's stan. Uh, nice. About it. <laughs> But, you know, uh, once I hit back to two episodes a week, I've got, you know, until uh, I've got till the end of April already scheduled out. But I'm still like, okay, what happens next? Like, who's the next? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's really easy to get ahead of yourself too much. And then, you know, it's it's it, it becomes such a stressor that it affects what's going on in the present and. You know, you gotta, it's, I mean, I'm saying this as if, like, I don't deal with it, too. You know, it's just that whole take a deep breath and and live for what's happening right now and not stress too much in the future. But it's not easy, man. Like, <laughs> anything that, that has to do with scheduling or finding a, a person or just having some kind of task at hand in the future, it's, man, it's daunting. <laughs> it's so daunting. And I'm learning that now.
0: Yeah, and I never I never want to get too booked up. Like I never want to have too many recorded and be too many weeks mm-hmm. in advance because you never know what's going to happen in the world and I could have, you know, an episode that you know, it could turn very accidentally insensitive about something happening on a given day or I could say something and you know, uh, it not be true anymore or, you know, something like that. Like i never want to get too far ahead to where you're listening to me talk a month ago today.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like I mentioned that today's Easter and obviously you're not going to be listening or the audience isn't listening to it today, but, uh, you know, um, hopefully, you know I'm not talking about it being Easter and we're in the middle of the summer when I release this you know what I'm right. saying right 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 but podcasting all is, podcasting is probably the funnest thing that I've ever done
1: honestly I've been just like sitting here and, and doing the interviews and even just the editing and setting it all up and the music and stuff I've I've had a blast because my like real job was being a video editor so it's very similar in the sense of of you know the cuts and being so meticulous with with the timing and, and frame by frame by frame and and i'm i'm okay with that you know i, I like that stuff and it kind of brings me back a little bit to to doing that which right now is kind of on hold because the whole world is on hold but right it keeps it keeps that that like that entertainment part of me and that, that passion in me going so to speak. And, and it's nice to have something to edit. That's your own and not just someone else's.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, uh, not to say anything bad about my buddy Jordan, but he doesn't know video or audio. Uh, I don't know video just now learning audio. And then our sound guy, he's actually a, uh, Yeah, we we kind of try to keep him a little low profile because he's a sound guy from a church. (laughs) Okay, but but he's the only one that really knows what the hell he's doing, and uh, none of us have any idea what we're doing with video, and that kind of that kind of sets us back because you know a lot of YouTubers these, I mean, a lot of podcasters these days are doubling up on video and posting on YouTube. And that's where they're getting the majority of their uh, listens and stuff.
1: And yeah, I've seen that a lot with with different things. And and uh, I've thought about it. I kind of thought about it in my head, like whether or not I wanted to start out doing both and whatnot. I was like, let's just start out with audio, see how it goes, and then, you know, if it, if it ends up being something that I, I really want to stick with and and keep going with it, then then we'll talk video. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's good for people that that do have that fan base and that listening, you know, all the subscribers because it's a it's a, sometimes you need like the visual to really concentrate. And right, that's a, an important aspect of it.
0: And really, the most we've ever talked about. I mean, we've talked about obviously setting it up to where we got cameras, but. Whenever we start talking about getting cameras, we're like, hell, man, if we're getting cameras and video editing equipment, why don't we just do, like, a web series? And so we've we've joked around on the idea of starting a web series, like, with short, like, five-minute episodes based on the previous season of the podcast.
1: That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that idea, actually.
0: So it would be... You know, we'd be if you know. Let's say that I released it now. You know, my sound quality would be great in the podcast or the best it's ever been. At least I'm not going to toot my own horn. But you know, in the uh, web series, it would be about us trying to hook up a damn Guitar Hero mic to a laptop that barely works. Right, right, right. Because that's going
1: back to basics. <laughs>
0: I mean we we had we've had a hilarious route. All the way here, like it's just been low budget as can be, and we've already made rivals and stuff with other podcasters. <laughs> Not that you know they even know there are rivals. I had uh, these guys on in season one that uh, do a uh, um, they have their own short film studio, and they go to all these short film uh what would you call it, um, competitions, festivals, festivals and uh, enter their stuff in all the time. And I did an episode with them and it was the worst one I've ever done. I felt like I was pulling to really like not to say anything uh. bad about the guys. It was just like they had done podcasts before and I'd listened to a couple of them in preparation and I couldn't get them to talk. And it kinda of felt yeah, that's, like
1: that's unfortunate.
0: It kinda of felt like they were kind of judging my uh, budget equipment that I was using. We had moved on past the guitar hero mic at this point. Sure <laughs> but uh, then but the thing is, they're kinda of local legends around here and anything they do, people are ready to back. So he decided mm-hmm. a couple months after it that he was gonna start his own podcast. And he's already on video, he's got better equipment than we do at this point still. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna outdo Luke. Like I'm gonna I don't care what <laughs> yeah. I gotta do, but I'm gonna get more listens than him at the end of the day.
1: We all need a rival, you know. <laughs> we all need a competition. We all need something to strive for.
0: He's my Gary motherfucking oak, you know? Pokemon. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs>
0: But and it's uh it's been a weird day. All I've done is nap today. I woke up just to do this podcast.
1: yeah, no today's definitely I didn't even realize that today was Easter until you had said something a bit yesterday about um. Uh, Finding out, you know, family dinner plans and whatnot, and I was like, okay. And then I thought about, it. I was like, all right, Easter dinner. <laughs> I was like, you know, right now it doesn't. I don't even know what day it is at any given point. It still feels like March to me.
0: Yeah, so, the only reason I know. I mean, it's, it, the only reason I know it's Sunday is because it's Easter. <laughs> yesterday, I was like, it's Friday, yeah. Saturday. Hell, is it Wednesday?
1: <laughs> I I can't even tell you. <laughs>
0: But so um, during this uh, quarantine or whatever you want to call it, have you been uh, using the time to work on your stand up more or just really focus on the podcast or a little bit of both?
1: Um, I've been doing um, basically I've been doing um, Facebook live videos and um, at night and I've gotten all this goofy crap, all this face paint and costumes and props and so like every other night i go on facebook live and i just do whatever that like last night i think i did like a cyber goth look and then like two nights ago i did like a juggalo like like really just random stuff that you know that keeps people entertained and it keeps me busy so not so much stand-up stuff but i've definitely still continued i guess entertaining yeah um the past few days, I've been focusing mainly on the podcast. The, since I've been quarantined, I basically have been setting up everything for the podcast, the software, the interviews, the, you know, all the anchor shit and everything else and preparation for everything. So now I'm, I'm shifting my focus a little bit more to that than I am to the goofy stuff, which which will still happen. But <laughs>
0: did you but say it, it's fun
1: either way. What's that?
0: Did you say Anchor, like the podcast app? Yeah. So many people, like, I feel like professional, air quotes, podcasters, like, throw some shade at Anchor. But my God, that's the best podcasting tool I have run across in my entirety of doing this. It's so Yeah, I mean,
1: what I've found is the only thing that it's I don't use it for is recording. Everything else, I
0: throw it right back on there. Right. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing just an influx of podcasts right now. And I'm interested in seeing once this all blows over, how many people still stick with it. And I really like your idea and I'm, you've probably already got a listener and me and, uh, my group. Uh, so just, you know, keep on going. Don't let, whenever uh, the world gets back to doing its thing, you know, keep finding time to podcast because it's, it's great to have something to give you a little side purpose.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, Hopefully, you know, I'm doing it more for the, the awareness of it all um, than the glory, so to speak. But, but yeah, I I appreciate that. Um, You know, thank you for having me on so that I can, spread the word a little bit and chat with you. Uh,
0: you got any social media stuff that you want to shout out or anything?
1: Sure. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Emma K comedy. Um, and you can check out my website at Emma K comedy.com. Obviously I don't have any shows coming up at the moment, (laughs) but you can check back and they'll be listed there.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people are doing, uh, Well, I guess stand-up wouldn't really work well. You know, uh, I have a lot of musician friends, and they're all doing live shows uh, on Facebook and stuff. And I guess that's kind of what you're doing with the makeup tutorials or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... They're they're having, like, virtual open mics and stuff. A lot of the comedians and the groups and stuff. And I... I was actually interviewing a guy yesterday who was a comedian down in Jersey, and I asked him if he had done any of them, and he made a really good analogy, and He's like, I feel like a stripper that no one's throwing money at. (laughs) He's (laughs) like, you know, when you're a comedian, laughs are money, and so you're just kind of standing there on a pole, like not doing anything, and it's true. You, You need that reaction. You need to, like, feel that crowd and know, you know what that that an atmosphere an environment is looking for. And without that I, I don't think I could do it, honestly.
0: Right. That makes sense. It's a lot different uh just playing music and uh to because you don't need that reaction. You know, it's always good, you know, Ooh. I my friends are uh you know, metal musicians for the most part. So it's always good to see people moshing and losing their minds, but you don't require that to keep going. Right, right. You know, like uh musicians. Yeah, no one's throwing
1: money at
0: you. <laughs> musicians, you know, they they record their albums by themselves and you don't have an audience. Mm-hmm. But you know, stand up regardless of what it is, uh, you know, old school album, Netflix, special, whatever, you gotta have that audience.
1: You need a reaction. you people feed off of each work. other with that reaction.
0: Well, have you got anything else that you'd like to throw out before we go?
1: No, I think I'm good, but thank you so much again for having me. I appreciate it, and thank you for being a guest yesterday on on my show for the uh, (laughs) up-and-coming Funny Not Funny. I can't Uh, wait to get that show edited and out for you.
0: I will probably try to release this around the same week or week after uh, you release uh, the episode I did with you, Uh, but... Thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks for, you know, the little cross promotion. I wish you the best of luck with your podcast. Uh, Funny Not Funny. Check it out. And this has been The Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Emma K of Funny Not Funny. I'm tired of these confound millennials.